Hello, I'm Brian Foster, and today we're talking about Spiritism. And today, Monday, it is November 22nd, 2021, and we are doing a question and answer about Spiritism, which we do every Monday, which would be great. So if you have any questions, please put them in the comment section, and I will answer them as well as I am able to. Before I begin, let's start with a small prayer. Dear Jesus, Thank you for you and your army of, of spirits and guardian angels that watch out over all of us here on earth. Please help illuminate our path to ascension, to become a better person, to become more enlightened, more calm, less stressful, and more open to learning about the spirit world, who we are, where we are, and what we shall become. Thank you for all of your love that you shower down on us, and please help us in any way you may. Amen. Okay. Um, let me go over first. If you would like to learn more about Spiritism, please download my free PDF book, Spiritism 101, The Third Revelation, at nwspiritism.com. It's right up there on the left-hand, no, right-hand navigation bar, I should say. And you can get it in PDF. Of course, you can also get it in Kindle. Uh, audible and paperback. I also have it in French. The other thing I would recommend is for uh, anyone interested, uh, you know, I would kind of read Spiritism 101 as an overview first, and then they really get into the headwaters, the codification of this of the Spirit's book is read Alan Kardec's The Spirit Book. That's the first one. And then if you're interested in spirits and different types of spirits, different types of communications, I would read the Medium's book. And after that, I would read the gospel of, of Spiritism, a gospel according to Spiritism. They are all free. If you type in Alan Kardec space PDF, you can find them all free on PDF. That's how I started. I downloaded it, and I, and I just, like, couldn't stop one weekend on the Spirits book and just kept reading and reading. I go, this is what I've been looking for. So if, you, if you've had questions and you're like, you know, I... I don't know about, you know, becoming the whole. Is, do I, am I distinct? Or I, I'm not sure, you know, why would God make people rot in hell for, you know, a, a bad thing when they're born into a bad family and kind of pushed in this criminality? All those, and, you know, why do good things happen to bad people and bad things happen to good people? It's all explained by spiritism. It's so interesting and eye-opening. It's just, just amazing. Okay. If you have any questions, please uh, type them in the comments. I see uh, simply Luciani's here. Hello. People can't make this meeting, so they 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 write questions on any actually any of my videos. They see, and I I copy them down and I use them in our next. So the question is, how do you know the number of souls in the spirit realm? Well, I got that from a video by Geraldo Dutra Diaz. And what he said, he said, uh, and he's a medium, and he said there are approximately 22 billion spirits, including incarnates and discarnates, around the earth. Now, sorry, around the earth means on the, on the surface, meaning incarnates, us physical beings. And then there are people in the lower zone, from the crust of the earth to the bottom of heaven, and from in the uh, dark abyss, from the crust of the earth down below. So we are about 22 billion, and then four times, uh, three times seven, I'm sorry. 
is about you know 21 uh you know 21 22 into that range and therefore there are about two discarnates meaning two spirits to every one of us physically on earth now i was a bit surprised at that number for for some reason that the ratio would have been closer to one to one now why would i believe that is probably because i envision a queue of spirits waiting to be reincarnated and thinking there'd be a constant stream and demand of spirits wanting to return to earth to improve themselves but now, given the two-to-one ratio, one must think of the number of spirits who are in the lower zone, the umbral, as it's called in Portuguese, and the number that are involved in support. And much like the ratio of frontline soldiers to the rear support troops. So, and then I would like to know the number of lower zone versus more elevated soul. But kind of for my rough guess of how many souls are in heaven, remember that... Uh, Chico said that about three out of ten people ascend to heaven after they pass over. So if it's about 30%, so again, we may have seven billion on earth incarnates. 30% of 22 billion is, of course, I could be off, but let's say another seven billion in the around heaven and seven billion in the lower zones. That could be roughly it. Now, it may not be... Um, it may not be correct because some of those 30% are here on earth at the time. So it may, it's most probably there's less uh, a number in heaven than there is uh, in the lower, in the lower zones, probably greater people in the lower zone than in the dark abyss. So that is, uh, that's my answer to that question. I hope that helped everyone. Okay. Now let's go to uh, a question. Let me put this, let me hide this. We've got some questions here. So, Gabrielli, what happens to you when you get multiple spirits attached to you? Now, that there's a lot of depends on that question. So, if they are uh, good spirits who are attached to helping you, nothing but good happens to you. And that can happen when you've done a good life and you're trying to do something or you're trying to climb out of a hole, but you've rewarded other people, helped other people, all of that you'll have multiple spirits help you because what will happen is two things. You'll have your guardian angel and your guardian angel will know other spirits and know other spirits on the ground here on earth around you in the neighborhood. And you'll also have your caring family members or close friends. They will be watching you and they will uh, also try to help you as much as they can. Now, reverse that. If there are spirits who are trying to um, attach to you in a uh, non-beneficial way, they may try and flood your thoughts with negative thinking and try to obsess you. So there was a great uh, passage in the book by, uh, by uh, Andre Luis, and I forgot what book it was. Uh, it was a whole one of the series of books by the series uh, by the uh, Spirit Henri Louise, psychographed by Francisco Chico Xavier. And you can see that right there. No Solar, that's the first in the series. So what happens is spirits can read your mind. And they will see what concerns you the most. And then they'll try to amplify that and, and, and obsess you with a, that one thought. 
And if you know, if if you're you know love money, they'll they'll make you think about money all the time. If you're thinking about revenge, they'll they'll make you think about how to get revenge on that object, person, organization, whatever. They will they will just make you focus on something you really don't want to focus on it. And so they will try to do harm to you. And the way the the way to get rid of that is to pray and meditate, ask for help. When you see these um, obsessive thoughts, negative emotions, you need to filter them out. And that's how we learn more and more about how to filter everything through our conscience. That's why we are on earth, is to filter through our conscience. Now, you can say, well, that's a very, that's a, you know, kind of a mean thing to have to happen to you. Well, the, these spirits that are trying to obsess you, our spirits are doing it not just for fun, for no reason. They're doing it because you probably in some past life has done, has done something horrible to them or you're associated with someone who's done horrible to them and they're using you as an excuse. But again, the spirit world allows this because this is all part of our training and atonement for doing wrong in past lives. So it's, it's again, it's meant to be part of the process to go through the obstacle course of Earth where we are training to be calm and cool and loving in every situation. It's not easy. It's uh, life on earth is not meant to be a vacation or resort. It's meant to be basic training. So I hope that that helps. And then, you know, when you pray and you meditate and you can ask other spirits to help you, and what they'll do is they'll try to talk to these spirits, say, why are you doing this? This is not an efficient use of your time. Let karma handle that for that person. You don't need to. And that's one thing we all need to know, even in our physical lives, is just, you know, if so someone does something bad to you, you don't have to extract revenge. That will happen. Okay, let me get to the next question. Okay. Hope you are well. Do do spirits pray to saints or pray the rosary, things like that? Well, um, I've used the rosary, and uh, sometimes I use it, sometimes I don't. I use it to concentrate and focus when I pray, and sometimes I feel good. In fact, even my wife was told, uh, she was actually given what to say, and um, and then all, you know, on the 10th the, the bead, um, you know, what, what to emphasize on, on those. I just forgot the name of that, but... I wasn't raised Catholic, but yes, spiritists can use the rosary. They can they can pray to saints. A lot of people will, will pray to to Mary or or Doctor Menenzis, the Bazaar de Menenzis, and so absolutely you can pray to saints or 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 famous spirits or you know people that you've known. I'm sure that people will pray to Chico Xavier because he was just such a great medium, and people like like. Uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus, they have a whole NGO. Now, what's an NGO? A non-government organization. So, it, it, you know, it, of, course, of course, this is uh, a spirit organization that exists in the spirit world around the earth. So, so we have this idea that there's God or Jesus, and they decide everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, this uh, butterfly is flapping. I'll, I'll tell them to flap some more. Or little Johnny scraped his knee. I'll I'll make him feel better. No, it's there's an army of spirits 
Now, higher spirits will analyze, they'll look at our thoughts, they'll look at our prayers, and they may give some orders to the, to the, you know, the more worker manager spirits down below them, like a hierarchy would naturally do. And they will do things for us. And, and Mary has hospitals in the spirit world. They have dedicated hospitals to, to suicides, to help suicides, because that's a hor horrible thing to, you know, unfortunately to have it happen to you. Uh, it's a big mistake. Please don't do that. Uh, so, yes, um, spiritists will will pray to saints or, and use and use the rosary. In fact, I have and my wife have used the rosary. I haven't been using it lately. I've been do, been doing other things, but you know, I've also been you know kind of doing a meditation and and uh, you know other things too. So, absolutely, yes. Anything you use to focus yourself. Right? Don't be obsessed over it. Because I know some people say, well, you know, if I stop, if I don't use a rosary tonight, everything will be gone, right? Or if I stop, if I don't do this chant, like in, you know, in, 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 like a yogi taught me or whatever, uh, then, you know, I won't live longer, right? No, that's, that's not going to happen. Don't, don't be obsessed over it. Just be relaxed and use it to focus your mind and to help, help yourself. Okay, how, another question. How do we deal with our emotions so that we can be at peace and live a happy life? So that's something I've been working on for 20 years. And I, what I found very helpful was spiritism. And I'll, I'll be, you know, this is why I hope people listen. And... I would, this is what I would get. I would get this book, How to Live Inner Peace Through Spiritism. And what this book is based on, it's a, a short poem, 24 stanzas, short, short stanzas. And it's how to build up your life, like have a serene conscience, uh, help others, all those type of things. And what it does is it, and what I do is I write what I think that stanza means and how to achieve it. And so I think that would help a lot. So let me get more into detail. So the emotions you have inside, you have a, we all have a lot of primitive emotions. And primitive emotions did a great job for us when we were in, you know, the lesser primitive forms and animal forms, and we were primitive tribes, men and women, and, you know, killed or be killed. And, you know, we had to hoard and we had to be jealous of other people so we could get what, you know, so we wouldn't starve to death. And those were all, those are all, you know, all served the purpose. And now we have to be on earth and we have to take out those primitive emotions, you know, hate, envy, jealousy, all those type of things, uh, selfishness, pride. We have to get rid of them. And, you know, this is not something that's going to be something, oh, I'm going to get rid of this emotion today. No, it, it takes, imagine you're trying to deal with your emotions. What you're trying to do is you're trying to rewire your brain. Think how long that's going to take. I'm still doing it. I'm still not where I want to be, but I'm certainly more calm and at peace with myself. I don't fly off the handle like I used to. Occasionally, I, I, I lapse. But, 
And I think the main step is to, is to first is understand why you're here. You're not here to get rich, have a second home, and drive the nicest car in the neighborhood. All those things are going to be gone. They're all transitory. You're here to rewire your brain, to reform your character and personality. That's your number one job. Now, of course, you need to feed your family. You need to feed yourself. Got to pay the mortgage on and on. But that's why you're here. Now, knowing that helps a lot. So knowing that is you, you start out every day and you say, okay, I'm not going to start doing this, the small things. I'm not going to look at people and say, oh, what a loser. Or like I used to walk to work and look at, you know, like you know, homeless people and say, oh, what a bum. You know, they should just ship them all out. <laughs> you know, horrible things like that. I don't do that anymore. I look at people and go, oh, God bless you. You know, I, I, you've had a, you've made bad choices, uh, but I hope you, I hope you get better. Um, and I don't give money or I'll give them food, but I won't give money to support their habits, things like that. Right. You don't have to be a pushover. Then don't gossip about people. Don't no malicious gossip. I mean, look, if you're a manager or you got to, you're in working, you've got to evaluate other people. So I, you know, you've got to talk and about other people, but you can try to be positive. If a person's incompetent in the job, try to find something that they are competent in or try to help train them, but stop gossiping. Don't be envious of other people. My God, everyone has got their own trials and tribulations. And those on top now may be on the bottom in their next life. And those on the bottom, you know, don't think less of them because they may be on top in their next life. And whatever you're doing, whatever situation you are in, be satisfied with that because that's what was planned for you in order for you to improve yourself. Everything they did was for a reason. If you, you know, like for me, let me give you some examples just for me. I was, I'm sure I was in uh, a, uh, some sort of flying uh, in World War I. I've kind of been told that indirectly. I'm not exactly sure. And I had just, you know, I wanted to be in the Air Force Academy. Now, in my last year of high school, what happened to me? My eyesight went bad. There goes that, right? And at that, at that time, there was no... Uh, operation on your eyes to make them better. And I, you know, I always regretted that. And then, and then, you know, I thought, oh, I'll go in somewhere else. And, and so I, you know, talked to the neighbor and he had the, the, the Marine Corps come by. And then they, I wasn't there at the time. I, and my mother met him at the door and said, no, he doesn't want to, <laughs> but she never does something like that. She re respect my, my opinion. And so it was like, Everything was ganging up me to keep me away from the military. And um, later on, much later in life, when I think I was in my 40s, I went to uh, one of these simulator rides in Epcot. And they never really bothered me, but this one was like, this was the most realistic, right? It really moved me around. I came off of that ride. I was sweating. I was losing my balance. And then, you know, when I finally discovered spiritism, I thought, okay, look, there was no way they're going to let me in the military. That, that door was cut off. If, you know, somehow I got, had my eyesight fixed, I would, you know, if I was in a simulator, they would have just laughed me and kicked, you know, kicked me out of the door immediately. So why am I saying that? Well, we we live a life of always wanting more and wanting what we can't have. 
it's really is what spiritism shows you is live the life what with what you have because that's what was planned for you those were the those were the course material handed out to you as you go from one trial and tribulation to another okay for this course we're just going to give you a modest house and a car that's got a hundred thousand miles on it but still going right nothing wrong in that that's what you have be happy with what you have be happy in trying to uh, prove yourself little by little i've been doing this for 10 plus years I'm, you know, I'm not where I want to be, but I'm making progress and I'm more happy. And the more you can study and understand why you're here, who you are, you are a spirit, you are immortal. Why are you jealous of anybody? Everything's going to be gone. No, if, no matter what what uh, you you die of or what, or, or what disease you may have or what you think is you don't look the way you want to look, it's that's okay it's all going to be gone you're going to look another way in your next life and the more you the better you do in this life the more at peace you're going to be in your next life and plus we're becoming a, a planet regeneration and so the whole atmosphere is going to be better and better here on earth so i hope that help um answer that question is okay what do we have next well Do any uh, another question? Do any spiritists believe differently about Christ? In other words, I have a friend who says she is a spiritist, but believes Jesus is the Son of God and was crucified for the atonement of Christ. I don't quite understand that one. Um, so Jesus is a, a separate entity. So I, I'm look. Spiritists will have different ideas about Christ depending on what they've read and what they've learned and what they really want to believe. So in any in any doctrine, which is a spiritism or religion, you have people interpreting things in different manners. And some people may say, well, Christ, the Jesus on the earth wasn't really Christ or vice versa, right? It was, it, it was a, 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 you know, a separate type of spirit that was there in place but mainly what spiritism i all i can say is what i read and what i understand by reading many different sources is that jesus is an extraordinary spirit it was a, a perfect spirit and in fact it's very true for what the new testament says to understand to begin to understand God, because we cannot understand God on this earth or as a spirit. In fact, even spirits in heaven say, we don't understand God. You know, we don't die and all of a sudden, oh, there's God. No, he's, he's still um, amazing. But to begin to understand God, you have to understand Jesus Christ as a perfect spirit. Now, Jesus Christ wasn't just this carpenter who came to earth and, you know, was a great person, a magnificent person. Jesus Christ helped form the planet, him and a group of spirits. Jesus Christ was, has been guiding our planet from with, uh, you know, when he was formed to where we are now, guiding the plants and animals, the, the, you know, the, the, the geological periods that go on for billions of years, eons. And so he's like the governor and CEO. Now, is he, is he the son of God? Well, 
we're all in some in instances sons of god right because god is infused into all of us but jesus is a spirit and that we one day if that is our chosen path can be at a level with jesus it may take us billions of years to be at that level but we can be he christ was a lower spirit just like we are now going through life trials after life trials and just you know and i'm sure he's been in lower zones and these he's you know who knows how many different episodes he's has and you know he wasn't born as a human on earth it wasn't because he guided earth he was born as a different race you know probably his first couple of reincarnations who knows what planet and what galaxy he was in so it's but everything i've read saying we are so lucky to have such a leader as charismatic and loving and caring as jesus christ and and i have on my book heaven and below a whole section on jesus of how he comes to different areas he helps people he's he's he gives he gives uh presentations to whole groups He's there on graduation ceremonies when spirits are selected to go from one level to another level. And there's all sorts of stories about Jesus. In fact, one story of Jesus I will, I will recount here. Um, Jesus summoned a, uh, a spirit. He said, how is so-and-so doing? And, uh, and, I, uh, and the guy was a scientist, and he was sent to Earth to be a scientist, but then also talk about God and how how God in the spirit world influences the earth. But he hadn't done that yet. And so Jesus said, okay, well, has he done any part of his mission? And then his, his kind of his mentor, his guardian angel said, well, not yet, but he's, I'm sure he's going to. And, and Jesus goes, well, how old is he? Oh, he's like 70 something, right? I can't, I don't remember the answer. He's in the seventies. And Jesus said, well, if he hasn't done it by now, He's not going to do it. Yeah, go so bring him back right away. So when he says bring him back right away, it's like there's a heart failure, an aneurysm. Who knows? You're you're back. And um, so that this shows you some of the leadership. And then when the, the scientist got back, he said, Jesus said, Well, what stopped you from fulfilling your mission? And it wasn't accusatory, anything like that. And and the scientist says, oh, I'm so sorry. And, you know, he never, he's just a marvelous guy. Here's, uh, uh, so he's just wonderful. And I can't say, you know, I've just read so many uh, things about it. He helps people. Uh, another person said that he was on this group in one of the higher levels of heaven. And these angels came down and said, okay, they're all there a mass and they were going to undertake some big mission and there's you know maybe a couple hundred of these and angels came down and said okay jesus is coming but don't be impressed right this no i want you in groups i want you to think among yourselves what do you want to improve upon because you've all have a mission an important mission and jesus wants to make sure you have the capability and attributes to be able to fulfill it so then they got in groups, they talked to each other like, okay, what do I really need to improve that I can do this mission down on earth? This is not going physically, but going as a spirit. And then they said, Jesus came. And the guy said, oh, okay, we were in different groups. And it was like he came and he was just like three times the size of all of us. And yet 
he was also duplicated all, all over the groups. He's like everywhere at once. And then there's like all these shiny things coming down on us. And afterwards, you know, he left. And like we all had those extra things we wanted. And that's that's the power. I'll get one more example. This one spirit was in this hallway. And Jesus Christ came down the hallway. And what he did is he had like a little, a little flower, like a little pansy. And he would give that so a person could take the flower out of his hand. And he said when he touched the flower to take it out of his hand, he felt like no one could love him more than Jesus. And he felt like there's a problem that's been bothering him for, for a while, and it was solved. He, he knew the answer. And afterwards, when he talked to other people, they, they had the same feeling that there's no one could love him, that he was special to Jesus. He or she was special to Jesus. And there was some, you know, aha moment that they had, you know, been going over for a while, and now they finally understand. And he also said, the reason J Jesus gave us a flower to touch is if we had touched him, it could have been, we could have been wiped, <laughs> wiped out. Now, probably not really, you know, because you can't die if you're immortal. But you would, it probably would have been a heck of a shot because Jesus is so much pure energy compared to the rest of us. And the higher spirit you are, the more energy and less matter you are. So as you go higher and higher. So um, I hope that gives you a good uh, idea about Jesus. Okay, next. This is Grabielli. Uh, do you just die and go to heaven for a while and then reincarnate if you want, or do you begin your next lifetime automatically after you die and one day go to heaven if you choose not to reincarnate? Uh, so what happens is that you usually okay, so there's always exceptions. So I'm you know I'm not gonna say it's usually you when you die and you go to heaven, it's you know, what they say is, is an average of about 25 years in between incarnations. And other spirits will say other numbers. Some spirits will say, yeah, it's about every 100 years. But that includes your physical life and your life in the spirit world. Now, as we go higher and higher in the spiritual hierarchy and we become less burdened with our imperfections, the times between lives get higher, uh, longer and longer. And some spirits, like, you know, uh, will go 800, 400 years between lives. In fact, what I heard from Spiritism is Socrates is coming back. Well, as far as I know, the last time he was here, it was, what, 400 years before Christ? So that's 2,400 years ago. That shows you how often he comes back. Now, he doesn't come back to improve. Also, Buddha is coming back. Neither one of these wonderful ministers of Christ and high spirits come back to learn or pay penance or to improve their character. No, they're back on the mission to help the earth. So the higher you are, probably the more space you have. And then now that's if you're in heaven. And, and of course, when you're in heaven, you can choose. I, I don't want to reincarnate for a while. In fact, in the book, Yvonne Piera's, uh, Memoirs of a Suicide, The Suicide Camilo Branca, which is a great book, by the way, buy that book, um, said he, he would have a choice. He could stay there for a while, but he knew he could not improve 
and pay for his past wrongs unless he came to earth. He was scared to because he knew he had to be blind because uh, he committed suicide in his last life because he went blind and he stopped his trial prematurely. Of course, he had to be blind because he blinded and tortured someone in a previous life. And therefore, karma, every action has a reaction. Not easy. So you don't have to reincarnate if you don't want to. That'll give you plenty of time. But when you do, you it will help you most of the time. Sometimes you just park yourself and you will improve. Now, for those in the lower zone or below, they don't get a choice. They go, oh, we're going to reincarnate that person. Or have that person incarnate, I should say. Now, they could make the choice like, ah, he didn't learn anything or you know, he got shot in a robbery attempt. But, oh, let's put him right back in a body. Let's keep this keep this ball rolling. That could happen. But that's when you're uh, a you know uh, a more lesser spirit, ignorant spirit, and uh, they decide what to do do to you. So the answer is it all depends on the circumstance. Okay. Uh, this is Helios nine. Questions, what are the best relationships we should gravitate towards? And the best ones are, are people who are mutually supportive of each other. If you have a friend, right, we've all had friends that first love to tell you, oh, you know what so-and-so said about you? And they love to give you bad news and bad gossip about you. So you can be as energetically upset as they are. You tell those friends, I don't want to hear that anymore, right? If they always have ideas to have you do stupid things like, you know, like we had in high school, right? Oh, this is great. Let's go into this abandoned building and break windows. Great idea. Um, those aren't the people you want to gravitate towards. You want to gravitate towards, first of all, people who are, who are hopefully have more knowledge or the same, right? You want someone who's, who's going to better you. It's like when you play sports. When you play tennis or football, soccer, you don't want to play with people inferior to you because what do you learn? You, you learn nothing. You want to mix with people who can give you ideas. And it also teaches you not to be defensive about your lack of knowledge of certain things. You want to be a sponge that soak, soaks them up. So the best relationships are those which are mutually supportive and in which you can learn. And then also, the, the, sometimes you want relationships where you can help someone else. But if that relationship gets to be toxic, then you you know, you know have to withdraw from it. But when but, but when things get like, it could be a, a friendship, a, uh, a marriage, when, when you know you start hating each other and you the environment between you is, is, you know, like it's better for the kids for you not to be together, then try and stop that relationship as well as you can, even if the other person takes advantage of you, and uh, you know, don't ever say bad things about that other parent to the children. You let you let them figure it out or not figure it out. If they don't figure it out in this life, there'll be another life they can figure it out. Uh, they will learn eventually. It's not you know, you don't have to force someone to know something. So just always be kind and generous and loving. That that's my answer. Uh, another question by Helios9. Does one have to believe in all the tenets of spiritism in order to be a spiritist? Absolutely not. Just like you can call yourself whatever you want and you can just have a very uh, small knowledge of it. I think the, I think to um, 
And if you're learning, you're learning. And, and if you don't want to believe parts, you don't have to believe parts. There's no, there's no purity test. There's no, um, you know, you're not going to be excommunicated if you say, oh, I don't believe in the reincarnation bit. No, that, that's your, that's up to you. Spiritism is a very uh, kind of a self-discipline thing where we present to you knowledge of yourself, the spirit world, why you're here. And you absorb what you want to absorb at the pace you want to absorb it. And so you if you want to call yourself a spiritist, absolutely. If you know, if you believe, if you start believing some of these things, yeah, I'm a spiritist, but you know, I, I'm I'm learning more. So absolutely, you don't have there's no no you if you ever go to a spiritist meeting, uh wherever you are, no one's gonna say, Well, do you believe in this? Or not get out the door. No, they're not going to say that. They're going to say, welcome. And they'll give you a lecture. Like the spiritist meeting is you'll come in, they'll give you a lecture, you know, half hour, an hour. Uh, they'll pray first. Someone will come and give you like a lecture, like I'm, I'm doing now, hopefully much better than I am. And then after the lecture, they'll, they'll, what they'll do is they'll give you passes. And then you, you get up, they'll, 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 then they'll pray afterwards. They'll give you a pass. You'll go to a room. There'll be, and sometimes you stay in the place of a small enough meeting and there will be mediums and you'll, you'll, you'll go into a room. There'll be empty chairs and you'll sit down at the chair. You'll sit down and a medium will come in, in front of you and they will put their hands like this in passing. They won't touch you, but it, it, I, when I'm there, I feel the energy coming and flowing into me. I have my eyes closed, but I can pretty tell where their hands are because I feel that energy coming into because what happens is there'll be a spirit behind them and they will use that medium's body to fashion the, the universal fluid to work the best for your body they'll use that human as a tool and they will help and and correct anything that needs to be corrected in your body and then you'll go and you'll drink some magnetized water and you're done uh if you want to do like a god at home like we do um what we do is we have like the uh when my my son my son was here not here he's in college uh we get around the table we put a pitcher of water in the middle of the table and then we would pray first and then we would read passages and discuss them like you know talking about the spirits book or something like that you know, only for a half hour right afterwards then we'd all drink and the spirits would be around and we we do this at the same day same hour uh, once a week that way the spirits knows that we're doing it and then they magnetize the water and we, we drink the water and that that helps us hope well, that helps okay oh okay that was a answer to uh helios cognitive therapy uh shadow work okay then another quick uh, answer from simply luciani demons hate the rosary yeah. Now, the question is why? Why do they hate the rosary? Well, first of all, let's talk about demons. Demons are us. Demons are us who are in the lower zone or the dark abyss and still haven't seen the light and still haven't wanted to self-improve. One day they will be out. There's no eternal punishment. So, you just have to look at you have to just you know be sorry for them and understand them that they you know they may not 
uh, mean you well at this stage that someday they will. So what, what these poor ignorant souls, what they don't like is that when you do do the rosary or you meditate or you pray or you, you talk to your guardian angel, is you're focusing your mind on something healthy and beautiful and bright. And as you're focusing your mind on that, your aura, and if you're a really good person, you're always shining, right? Your aura shines. And they look at that and they go, ah, I don't like that, right? Because why? Well, jealousy. They didn't get rid of that, right? That's why they're down there. Uh, misery loves company. And those things. And thirdly is you're not as susceptible to what they want to do with you because what they want to do with you, and it's, this will happen to every spiritist because anyone who's a spiritist, you will be attacked by spirits who will say, ah, oh, no, this spiritist stuff is junk. Don't do this. Why? Because the more people that believe in spiritism and understand where we are, the faster we will reach to be a plan of regeneration and when we're a planet regeneration, these lower spirits will not be allowed to stay on Earth. This is the apocalypse that is happening. It's if it's you know, in John Revelation, we think people think of it as something that all of a sudden Earth and then half the population disappears, right? Now, no, that's not how spiritism says it's going to work. It it's the same idea, but what happens is and we're preparing for that stage now, is the in, the spirits who won't get with the program, who won't improve themselves, and they've been actively trying to stall our ascendance, the whole earth ascendance since we've started, because they don't want to leave the earth, because those in, in power down in the dark abyss, it's just like in a prison, right, where you've got warlords and, and bosses, prison bosses, right, criminal bosses, and if they get transferred to another prison, what happens to them? Well, they're back at the bottom of the totem pole. That's what's going to happen to these guys. They're all going to be back at the totem pole into a much, you know, harsher climate. And they're not going to, and these spirits are not going to be allowed to incarnate again on Earth. They'll be at a planet at a lesser level or a primitive level. Right now, we're at a planet of atonement. So that's why they don't like any individual becoming more spiritually advanced. They will try to fight that. That's why you need to learn to use your conscience and pray and meditate. Know that, you know, you're going to be bombarded with, you know, kind of bad ideas uh, at times. And they'll try to use, leverage whatever weakness you have. And it's easy with us because we, you know, I know I've got lots of weaknesses. And you're just going to have to uh, fight that as much as possible. Okay, another question from Helios 9. Should pathologically self-focused individuals be avoided? And if so, why? Well, that's a great question. And you know, in our society, I think we use the, the term um, psychopath and narciss you know, narcissistic personality probably a bit too much, but it doesn't mean they're not out there. I, I remember one guy saying, he said, he told his son, yeah, Go in the, uh, be a programmer, computer scientist, because those are the only ones that are successful without being a complete psychopath and, and, you know, being mean to everybody else. And, you know, there's truth to that because I've been in business and seen, the, you know, I'll, I'll work for a successful guy who's a really nice person, but there's always some 
complete controlling manipulative person that will edge them out right it, you know worked 100 percent of the time since i've been working for other people uh but this won't happen in the plan of regeneration this will be less and less of that as as we as we go on so they you can certainly be acquaintances and um i like i knew one he just guy was just you know uh, and I had the, the president of the company tell me, he goes, yeah, if this guy said it was raining, I'd go out and look. And he was, you know, but he was fun to be around with, told great stories. And you just had to, you know, he's just one of those guys you just liked, but you wouldn't trust him at all, right? So it's up to you. Uh, now, if they're trying to manipulate you and if you're in a relationship with one and look, you're not going to, you know, 99 times or 999 times out of a thousand, you're not going to correct that. The spirit world will have to correct that through many trials and tribulations. So if that's affecting you and, and pulling you down and making you depressed, then absolutely avoid. Look, we, you know, we say love your neighbor, love everybody. But when we say, and even when Jesus said love everybody, that doesn't mean you have to be best friends. doesn't mean you have to invite them for dinner. doesn't mean you have to be around them whenever they call. It could just mean that when they do something and they do something, you know, negative to you, you just say, fine, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to get revenge. I'm, I'm going to love you, but I'm going to love you from afar. You don't have to put up with their, their, you know what? You don't. In fact, there's people that I've said, no. I'm not having anything to do with them anymore, period. Because um, it's just too much to go through. And uh, we've all had that. So, it, no, you can be a spiritist, love everybody, wish them well. Don't think like, oh, I hope that person's business is destroyed. No, don't think like that. Just say, I hope you learn from your trials and tribulations. God bless you. But I'm not going to be part of that. Our intersection is over. That's how I would would do that oh then here's a comment from uh, simply luciana helios build a relationship with your elevated ancestors and your spirit guides and that's always um good advice is to meditate and pray talk to your your guardian angels or your and your ancestors and your ancestors spiritism says us that family groups tend to reincarnate together so at any given time, most probably, there's always exceptions, right? You're incarnated with some of your family members that really have your best at heart, right? So like your mother and father may have been your mother and father in many previous lives. Your sister and brother may have known you in many previous lives. You may have one sister or one brother that are lesser ignorant spirits that are there, that, that are there for a reason to try to become a better spirits, and your parents volunteered for that. Or you may have a sister or brother that's part of your family that was really had a problem either with you or your mom or your dad, and there's conflict. And you go, I don't know why there's such conflict between my sister and my mother or my sister and my father or whatever, right? There's some conflict from a previous life. But you're surrounded usually by people who really have your best interests in heart, and then there's other ones you'll, you'll know who they are. Now, then there's always a group of family members, aunts, uncles, grand, grandmothers, grandfathers, 
we're always on your side and looking down at you and trying to help you if they can and they'll be uh, and they'll assist a lot of times the their your guardian angel say can you help us with this situation right they'll bring it's just like it's like any endeavor that you do when you have a group of friends and you've got you know and you have a history of helping out other people they will help you too right it's all about relationships and so it's just simple it's exactly like simply luciani says is building relationships and it's not going to just help you here on earth you're not going to lose that when you pass away it's going to go on and on and on so yes that's great advice so what kind of demeanor should we have in everyday life this is by helios 9 and you know that's a great question and i tell you the kind of demeanor i try to have then i can and we're, you know it's all up to you i'm sure you know yourself best it's kind of a an amusement of why i'm here and what i have to go through you gotta have a sense of humor like look, my earliest memory i don't know how old i was and this was not implanted in me because i kept this to myself i was in a crib and i was looking through the bars i said ah here i am i'm here and i think that's because and i you know because i was a spirit put into this useless little baby um but i never told that to anybody so we're here to learn and to go through trials and tribulations other people are here to learn and to go through trials and tribulations the people who are doing you harm you have to consider them as actors in a play now when you have a play most plays go through a central character and a central character go through scenes and they interact with different people and they learn and they grow as they interact with more and more people so these people that do things to you, first of all, they're doing things to you because it's an important part of your education. And it's an important part of their education. So much, you know, the complexity of this is like a tapestry and trying to follow every thread, which we can't do in our minds. We're just not there yet. Um, so just, you know, consider these people, like even in politicians that are, criminal and corrupt and making your life miserable and locking you in your house for you know how many months um you just kind of go well eh, they're gonna learn something i'll just have to put up with it it must be a test of trying my patience uh, don't hate them but you know you can certainly vote them out of office uh and so you just have to like go through life and it's like what the spirits say when you're a spiritist and you understand why you're on earth you're on top of this 10,000 foot uh, mountain and you're peering down and you're seeing yourself walking in the path. Now, the path looks smooth. Now, when you're in life, in, our, in your physical body, you see rocks and boulders and the path's not smooth and you don't even know what's around the corner. But, you know, try to elevate yourself as you're thinking and just like, oh, this is another lesson I have to go through. I'm like, and just, you know, try to love everybody as well as you can. That's what I would say. Okay. Um, atonement for sins of the world. I don't quite understand. Is that for, um, from Helios 9? Is that 
maybe that's what some people say about uh, Jesus. And I, I think, you know, some people say he, he died on the cross for our sins. Well, I can see why you could say that, and I'm sure there's an aspect of that, but this Jesus died on the cross to show us the effects of what people can do to good people and shows us the that he still had love for people. And he came back and said, okay, you guys, don't do a revolution, do an evolution. Go, go keep talking about Christianity and love. But he really showed man's inhumanity to man. And so we, by our trials and tribulations, we decide what we're going to atone for, usually. Now, if you're in the lower zone or dark abyss, your uh, life path is predetermined, not determined by you. But when we're in heaven, we put out these plans of how we're going to atone for the sin. So the fact that Jesus died on the cross doesn't absolve us of anything. Only we can absolve ourselves of what we did wrong. And we forgive ourselves. We're our most harsh judges. Okay, do spirits, spiritists call themselves spiritists, Christians, spiritists, or Christians? Well, most spiritists will call themselves spiritists or Christian spiritists. You, you, of course, we are. We also consider, you know, as a hierarchy, Christians, but as a sub-hierarchy, instead of being Methodist or Episcopalian or Catholic, we are spiritists. So we are Christian spiritists. Okay, uh, Gabrielli, is it spiritually damaging if you do sexual activities with multiple people and like it? Um, it's like the Greek said, anything in excess? So the, the answer is no, if you can control it. Okay, it's, it's we need to control our emotions and our passions. And then the higher spirits like Chico and Mother Teresa weren't that interested in sex. Well, a lot of us still are, right? And we enjoy it. And... As long as you don't lie to partners, take advantage of partners, even, you know, just in personal relationships, try to keep it honest, right? Don't lie to people. Don't uh, be honest with people. And um, so, no, it's not spiritually damaging. It, what will happen most of the time is you'll grow out of that and it won't be as important to you because you'll have experienced it and go, okay, yeah, that's okay. I've, I've had that. I can move on. Um, but that's just maybe a phase that you need to exercise. But just try and treat everyone nicely and uh, and um, and be fair and honest with everyone. It's a, it, Is it a sign of complete spiritual maturity? No. But it's not damaging because it may be something you have to learn. Uh, oh, what cause? Uh, Simply Luciani, what causes spirits to have amnesia? Well, spirits. So this is like uh, take a question of um, a lot of people think that when you uh, pass over, you should immediately remember all your past lives, and the answer is no. That they will be shielded from you until you're able to handle that information. And also, even like when you dream and you go to places and you've talked to other spirits and you've learned all this stuff 
In fact, you hear that from in, uh, people with NDEs, near-death experiences. They told me all this stuff, but I have no memory of it. That will come when they decided for it to come. Now, why did they do that? Why did they deny you some information? It's to protect you. You, don't, you do not have either you're not ready for it or it's not the right time. So therefore, let's say take past lives. Um, for me, I've been getting information from my past lives. I go to mediums, meetings, and other places like that and from, medium, from mediums personally. And I've never heard anything good. Now imagine if you were here on earth and you're a relatively nice person and you, you, you go to heaven, you kind of, you feel good about yourselves. And then all of a sudden, bam, your memory's open and you were like Ivan the Terrible. You go, oh my God, what? <laughs> you would just obsess over. And they won't tell you that until you're ready to put that in context. Yeah, I was Ivan the Terrible, but I've atoned for that and I, I've learned from that, right? Um, that's why it's part of the, your demeanor has to be, you know, you, you got to be a little bit amused. Because that's why I, I was like, oh my God, I was a horrible person. But I'm an example of someone who can be better. Uh, so that's why spirits have amnesia. They're, they are, uh, those memories are not allowed yet. Uh, is there, for me this night, is there a type of meditation you recommend? You know, I've tried different, I've, tr I've tried the rosary. I've tried where, um, like a, a yogi chant where I will say something and uh, say it over and then, you know, go to the next thing. Um, so I've tried lots of them and I, I, I've enjoyed them all. I haven't settled on one factor. Sometimes I'll just sit and I'll just put my mind, now I'll, I'll try to open it, which is you can't keep your mind. And some people, you can keep your mind blank. God bless you, because I can't. But I'll concentrate on something, please. What I, I think the most effective I do is I'll sit in a very uh, dim light room and I will just try to close my eyes and think about, okay, please tell me what I need to do. Uh, I, I will maybe think of what I did that day and then I'll try a, a small five, 10 minute piece of, you know, please talk to me if you need to. So I, it's really that's what i do and then you have that meditation music that can help relax you and it's all about your pineal gland and opening that uh that passage to the other other side so i i i think it's so personal i would i would try different types what are passes oh again he listening what are passes and are these part of the spirit just doctrine doctrine I don't think they're exactly said in the spiritist doctrine, but what they, they have, the passes are, is you'll, you'll sit in a chair and a medium will go in front of you and there'll be, in fact, it's, I actually have a whole PowerPoint on my, uh, on my blog, nwspiritism.com and you can look up uh, uh, passes and type in PowerPoint, I think, and you'll, you'll find, you'll find that. And it will actually show you pictures. So imagine a person sitting in a chair and there's a medium in front of you waving their arms. And then imagine there's a spirit behind the medium and they're using universal fluid and they will go into you. And they, let's say you have like uh, lesions on your kidney or some heart disease. And they'll go in there and they'll try and correct it or try and balance it, try to restore your harmony. I had a, a medium tell me that he can see spirits. 
and that when he was one of these mediums giving a pass, he could see as people entered the door into the room where people sit, a spirit would take that person and put them in the chair with the right medium so the right spirit could use the right medium to help that person. Of course, me being me, after I heard that the next time I had passes, I deliberately tried to go to the a different one than I thought of, <laughs> but they, they probably were smarter than me. And, you know, and, you know, I ended up in the right chair anyway. You know, it shows you I am mature. I still am. But uh, so those, uh, those help you. And in fact, if you're in any religious institution and you're sitting there and you're praying, there might be spirits that are helping you and giving you positive energy. You don't have to have a spirit just to be helped by spirits. Just be a good person. Uh, Helios 9, are there spiritist prayers for protection and things? Now, there's a whole group of prayers in the uh, the back of the Gospel According to Spiritism, if you want to see prayers. Prayers are whatever you want to make. There, there's no such thing as rote prayers um, that you, one has to say. It's just whatever you want. This is, I mean, it's, it's not it's not a doctrine full of symbolism, and uh, rituals. There's no priest. It's it's a it's a, a personal it's a personal growth and it's, it's your own personal discipline. So I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm not going to tell you. Oh, that's the wrong idea. You're going to rot in hell. No, no, no. That's none of my business. You have your own ideas. You will grow. You're learning. The wonderful thing is that you're asking questions and you want to know the answers. But there are some prayers that are listed in the back of the gospel according to spiritism. Okay, uh, he is sorry for so many questions, but thank you for your time and help. Oh, that is completely my pleasure. I love these questions. Keep asking. And if you have other questions, put comments below and ask the questions because I get notified when there's comments and I'll put them on the list. So no, please keep asking. Uh, Grabielli, are there spiritual prisons and prison terms and sentences? What do you have to do to, be, to get put in one? What happens when you are in one? What happens after you've served your time? Well, there is in the book uh, a good example of this. And actually, there are prison planets. And there's a lot of stuff I don't know. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, there's a good example in the, in the book, uh, Memoirs of a Suicide. This one spirit, they've kept him in kind of a prison for 32 years. And they, they keep going through his previous lives and what he's done. They say, come on, can't you improve? This the, and so Camilo Bronco went to visit this guy and saw one of the sessions. And they put this guy in there and, and, and said, okay, look, you know, you betrayed your mother and father. Your father died. You made all sorts of money. You let your mother starve to death. You took advantage of every woman you ever knew. Oh, I know it wasn't me. I didn't do it. Well, here's the proof. This is the memory of what you had. And they're trying to get the guy to recognize the bad he did. And then they go, and then when you died, you went and had a gang. And for fun, you tried to make young women commit suicide. And when they committed suicide, you took advantage of them. I mean, can you believe someone doing something like that? And then even when he's he's in the spirit world, 
still denying, oh, no, 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 oh, yeah. And then you're like, yeah, I did some things wrong. And it's just, it's going to take, all. and they said that, look, we can't let him out because he'll just go and he'll ruin more young women's lives randomly. So he's the menace to society. When he becomes better, he's right back in, in society, right? Now, what they may do, they may incarnate him uh, as a uh, as a little baby and try to start over again, right? Um, they'll do that a lot. But if he just, life after life, persists in these horrible things, they'll have to do something with him. Well, it may take eons. There's been people in the lower zone for 10,000 years. That's a long time. So after you served your time, you know, look, these horrible people, Stalin, Mao, uh, Castro, they've done horrible things, killed tens of millions. Someday they too will become a higher and better spirit. Amazingly enough, I mean, they too will reform themselves. Um... Demons, oh, this is somebody, Luciana. Demons say anything to do with Mary, thus the rosary. Yes. Yeah, that's because they, they make you concentrate on, on uh, higher things. Uh, Helios 9. Um, do, spirit, do, do spiritists celebrate Christmas or Easter? Yes, they do celebrate. In fact, in all the spirit world around the heaven, of the heavens around the earth, I should say, they celebrate Christmas. And I know people say, well, it's not the real Christmas, it's Saturnalia. And they don't care. It's just, you know, it's if people enjoy it and they want to celebrate it, yes, they'll they celebrate it. Uh, they'll have Jesus come around, talk to different groups. Uh, so, yes, I, I haven't heard of instances of celebrating Easter, but I do know about Christmas. Okay, um, here's something from Simply Luciani. Uh, oh, that's just kind of a more personal message. I won't show that one. Uh, this is from uh, Vicarex. Is your spirit always attached to to both worlds, the spirit and the material? Sometimes I feel like I'm in two places at once, especially in my dreams. Well, that's because you are. Uh, uh, you are in two places at once, especially in your dreams. But let's show this. There we go. This is what you are. You're a spirit which is, is encapsulated logic, right, with your personality. You can go through it by the speed of thought. Speed of light not a speed limit. Anywhere you want in the spirit universe. Your paraspirit, which is connected to your spirit. And your paraspirit is your covering when you're in the spirit world, when you don't have your physical body of what you look like. You make clothes for it. You, you make yourself look as old or young as you wish. And your paraspirit is connected to every cell of your body. It's every cell of your body, but your brain, all the information goes through that silver cord from your body to your spirit. Now, of course, your physical brain can only understand so much. But if you feel like you're in two places one time, it's because you are. You're in the, your spirit's in the spirit world, and your physical body's in the physical world. And when you sleep, you're, even your paraspirit escapes from your physical body, still attached by the, a cord, and you can roam the spirit world. So absolutely, um, you can't. Okay. 
uh, from James Fawns. Do spirits come from other worlds and planets come to assist on Earth? Absolutely they do. In fact, there has been quite a few of them born on Earth around the turn of the century, around the year 2000. Now, why? Okay, there's a lot of answers to this question, but let's talk about the higher level ones. They come from advanced planets to help our society move forward. In fact, I talk about that in my book, The Spirit Realm. Spirits have revealed the reality of our existence. Spirits will come from more advanced planets. So therefore, when you find a person who's lived a life and they haven't had really anything dramatic happen to them, no major illnesses, you know, colds and flus, like that, no big deal. But nothing dramatic, you know, no sudden deaths, you know, no cancer, no horrible, uh, no horrible uh, 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 relationship, let's say. Those are probably people, and, and they're calm, and they're, they're professional, and they're pretty recognized in whatever they're doing. A student, uh, I mean, uh, teacher, scientist, politician, you know, there's good ones, um, anything like that. Those people are probably come from another planet because they do not need to go through the trials and tribulations we do in order to uh, affect their character. They need, they, they, they iron out all those kinks. They remove the primitive emotions and they're here to help us. So that's one level. So absolutely come to assist on earth. Now, there is always spirits that are going to different planets. You and I may have had some lives on different planets so we could learn things that we needed to learn that were not as efficient as to learn on earth. Uh, so that will happen too. But absolutely, the answer is yes to your questions. The spirits come from other worlds. They're here and they are coming to help us. So I think I've gone, I've gone actually uh, 10 minutes over the hour and I want to thank everyone for asking questions are great questions. Keep asking questions. This makes it so uh, more exciting, I think, for everyone. We're here Mondays and going on Sunday, Mondays, and Tuesdays. I live stream. You can always ask questions. God bless everyone.